Hello there. Welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. I'm glad that you've taken time out of your day to download this podcast to bring us into your your life, wherever you might listen to us, in your home, your office, or in the car, or out walking around. We are glad that you've done so. We hope and pray that you will be edified by this, that you will have a deeper desire uh, to know who Christ is and his love for you. We also hope and pray that his kingdom, his church, also would be uh, glorified as well. And that uh, he would bless this podcast and all of our listeners. We pray for you each and every day. We especially pray for those who are persecuted around the world for their belief in Jesus. i also like to ask you to please hit that like button and share us on whatever format you may be listening to us on. And you can find out more information about us at biblicalquestion.com, all lowercase. And there you can see our statement of faith and other ways to listen to us, a way of contacting us with your Bible uh, questions or your prayer request. And I would encourage you to go there and, and look through our LinkedIn page links there for our social media. Our Twitter account link is there as well. And you could follow us there. We do occasionally post things on those two accounts that might uh, affect you as a Christian. And interesting news from around the world when we when we find it. So today we're going to talk about lion training truths. Lion training truths. And I hope you have a Bible. And if you do, please open it up to Judges chapter 14. We're going to read a big chunk of this uh, chapter. The lion... That is the king of the jungle. Uh, he's fierce. Uh, he's loud. You can see his teeth when they're exposed. His, his claws are they're sharp and razor sharp. And they're ready to pounce. They're ready to destroy. This animal, this lion, has power. And it strikes fear into both man and animal. You know, I read that lions were one of the top attractions at zoos and circuses. We don't mind watching lions when, when they're all caged up and they're at a safe distance. However, the truth is most of us, even though we may not have a costume and, and carry a whip and have a chair handy like they do in the, in the circus, we are daily squaring off against lions. Any, any line or issue could be a sickness, it could be a relationship problem, it could be a reoccurring problem that just makes this line in our lives almost like a man-eater. And if it had a mane and it, on it and the, and the claws on it, it would really uh, scare us to death. So how do we tame lions in our lives? How do we handle this beast that is really trying to handle us. Well, before we get into all of that, I'd like to be able to read Judges chapter 14, starting in, in verse 1. Again, I encourage you, if you have a Bible, to follow along. There's many free ones available as well on the Internet. If you do not have one, you can download and read as well. Samson went down to Timrah, and at Timrah he, he saw one of the daughters of the Philistines. Then he came up and, and told his father and mother, I saw one of the daughters of the Philistines at Tamar. Now get her for me as a wife. But his father and mother said to him, 
Is there not a woman among the daughters of your relatives or, or among our people that you must go take a wife from an uncircumcised Philistine? But Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she is right in my eyes. His father and mother did not know that this was from the Lord, for he was seeking an opportunity against the Philistines. And at that time the Philistines ruled over Israel. Verse 5. Then Samson went down with his father and mother to Timah, and they came to the vineyards of Timah. And behold, a young lion came toward him, roaring, and then the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him. And although he, he had nothing in his hand, he tore the lion, lion into pieces as one tears a young goat. But he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. Then he went down and talked with the woman, and she was right in Samson's eyes. And some days he returned to take her, and as he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion, and behold, there was a swarm of bees in the body of the lion, and honey. Verse 9. And he scraped it out with his hands and went on eating it as he went. And as he came to his father and mother, he, he gave them some, and they ate. But he did not tell them that he had scraped it out, the honey out of a carcass of a lion. His father went down to the woman, and Samson prepared a feast there for the young man used to do. As soon as the people saw him, they brought thirty companions to be with him. And Samson said to them, Let me now put a riddle to you. If you can tell me what it is within the seven days of the feast, and find out, then I will give you thirty linen garments and thirty changes of clothes. But if you cannot tell me what it is, then you shall give me the thirty linen garments and thirty changes of clothes. And they said to him, Put your riddle, that we may hear it. And he said to them, Out of the eater came something to eat, and out of the strong came something sweet. In three days they could not solve the riddle. From this encounter with a lion, Samson teaches us several things about lying, taming truths. And here's the first one. Lion tamers need a good eye doctor. <laughs> See, Samson was a man driven by impulse. He finds himself squared off against this lion simply because his eyes got him into trouble. He allowed something he saw to take him into the pathway of trouble. He could have taken control over his eyes and and denied himself, and he would have avoided this dangerous lion. How many of us wind up in dangerous, uh, life-threatening, faith-threatening, family-threatening, lion-filled moments? Simply because we will not walk away from what looks good to us. Everything that looks good is not necessarily good. Just because the job looks good doesn't mean that it is. Just because the friendship looks good doesn't mean that it is. Life, it could actually be death. 
Our eyes can lead us into trouble. And this is one of the key lying training truth is. As children of the King of Glory, we are not allowed to walk by sight. We are required to walk by faith. Our sight can take us right into the face-to-face -face encounter with a lion. Most of the lions we face really could be avoided if we simply controlled our eyes. We need a, a good eye doctor that will help us monitor our sight. The second is lion taming, tamers will be sent lions. You see, there's another way to look at this passage. According to the scripture, his parents were upset by his desires. Samson's attraction for this young lady was actually God-inspired. God wanted to use Samson to, to destroy the Philistines, and this was a God-opening door. He used this to begin a process. I mention this because I think too many of us, we are convinced when, we, when we're certain God is sending us along a particular path. We expect the path to be easy. Kind of like a new paved road that has no potholes in it. It is smooth as glass and it is painless. Samson uh, is following God. And he runs in, uh, into a tooth and a nail, really. Don't think about following God reduces your chances of fighting lions. Because actually, it will increase your chances. You cannot be a lion tamer until God sends you lions in your life to tame. Some of us get mad at God for sending us trials and tests. He's doing this. He's sending, uh, sharpening our, our, our lion taming skills. So that we will be able to face off and handle the bigger enemy and the bigger lion that might come at us next in our life. You see, David was able to handle a bear because he was first sent a lion. David handled Goliath because he first downed a lion. He, he killed a lion. And he will tell King Saul, Hey, I, I killed these animals when, when they come after the sheep and my father's flock. And this big giant named Goliath, he's going to be just like one of those lions or bears. He's going to find himself dead. You see, the lion you are facing now may actually be a gift from, from our Heavenly Father. Handle this lion with, uh, with greater victories await us. If you're facing a lion, you should be excited about what's ahead. That's not easy to do as I make that statement, even in my own life. The third thing is, lion tamers know that hunting comes from being hunted. Samson, he squares off against this lion. He, he is in this hand-to-hand -hand combat for his life. He's got no weapons, no firearms, no knife, no spear. 
All he has is really his bare hands. And he's being hunted by a young, strong, quick man-eater. I mean, this lion is coming after him. The Bible doesn't say, but it makes you wonder if this lion has not attacked other men. Because most generally, my animals in general are fearful of, of people. But maybe not a soul man. But this lion is full of fury, and he, and he charges Samson, and he's ready to rip Samson to shreds. Now, Samson really does find himself in a bad situation. However, once again, God intervenes and, and covers uh, Samson. And Samson is able to destroy this lion with nothing more than his bare hands. You know, there's something about Samson. I, I've watched different Bible movies over the years. And this idea that Samson with this big bulky muscle of a guy. I mean, I really don't know. But I see Samson mean more what we might call a, a string bean. Uh, very little muscles, very lean. Uh, maybe uh, too skinny, somebody might say. But yet this Samson has the strength to kill a lion with his bare hand. And that strength comes from God. Then there are several days later here, as we read, he returns to the, uh, the scene of this bloody battle. Maybe he's reliving it in his mind. He's excited about it, and, and he wants to go through it all in his mind again, how he was able to, to, to kill this lion with his bare hands. But what does he do when he gets there at this battle scene? He, he discovers that the lion that threatened his life now is full of honey. Something really sweet. So he scoops out the honey and he eats. He's already kind of broken a, a, a few things here in the Levitical law. He's not supposed to touch dead animals, but he does. But how many of us can remember moments, moments in our lives when we walked either purposely or blindly into harm's way, only to, to have our Father step in and rescue us. You know, I remember as a young boy, I'm thinking I was in the second or third grade. It was really young, and we were walking home from school. And lucky for us, it was only uphill one way, because I know my parents, they, they walked to school and home uphill both ways. But... There was this big black dog that came off of a, of a front porch that was not chained, and he came at me. And I really don't know where my father came from, even to this day. But the next thing I know, my dad was between me and that dog, and was spraying uh, this mace at this dog and telling me to get in the car. Which told me later on in life that even though I was required to walk home, my parents occasionally checked to make sure we were on the right path that we were supposed to be on. And my dad had this mace because he was a letter carrier and they used that to, to spray dogs apparently. And But I found a different way home each day after that. But how many of us could testify that our Heavenly Father really has inserted himself in our battles even even sometimes when they're self-inflicted 
and he's there to help us. I think most of us, if we really stop and think and look back, we could probably think at least one or two. You know, I came to share with you this great lion tamer truth that, that we all need to be aware of today. Not only does our Heavenly Father rescue us, He saves us, and He fights for us. He also has a tendency to take what the enemy meant for harm and evil in our life and turn it into our good. How can, how, how can He do that? Well, He's God. And He can take whatever what was supposed to be to, to rip you apart, to destroy you, and eat us for lunch and scar us all up when the day is all done and the battle is is over. He can use those things to help give us victory in our life. Not only do you want to walk away from this incident in victory, you can because God has fought the battle for us. And after some time, actually maybe we, we revisit what was supposed to be a place of pain, instead we find honey, something sweet. In the middle of this battle that we all are in against sin and temptation, God can actually use those things that come at us to help us be a better person, a stronger person, to help others. God can actually use what was assigned to bring destruction as a way for nourishment for you and me. What could have killed you can actually sustain you. Fight your battle knowing as painful as it is right now. And I don't know your battle and you don't know mine. And then battles are not always fun and are not always easy and are not always pleasant. But as overwhelmingly and unpleasant as it may seem at the moment, there is a day coming when you will be able to, to walk back and you'll be able to find honey. I didn't say that you're not going to be clawed. I didn't say that you're not going to experience a painful scratch or bite here and there. However, it is important to remember Damage does not mean defeat or death. It would do us all good to remember lions can become liars for honey. You cannot find honey until you first find yourself hunted. In pain now, we're, we're feeling like maybe like that little Pooh Bear when I was a little boy. We used to watch Winnie the Pooh. And there was honey everywhere for that little bear. Some of you, maybe we need to revisit the painful places in our life that you've been running away from. Maybe you've been hiding them or covering them up. Maybe you've tried to forget them. And, and you have boxed them all up and avoided them at all cost. I understand that's what we do sometimes. However, until you come to the place where you can walk back to the place the enemy did it's best to hurt you, to kill you, but yet he failed and the enemy is the evil one. You will miss the honey that is now there. The memories that we have caused us such pain can actually give us 
and feed us with courage as we recall that God came through for us. The instant that I felt like hell itself can become a reminder that heaven is here for you. Honey is often hidden in hell-filled places. And you will never heal until you can walk back into that place and find handfuls of purpose there in that honey. The day came when when you, like like Samson, can see the life-threatening battle you have just been through. As a reminder of God's grace and find out what was supposed to be that the eater you are eating out of the strong you have discovered the sweet. By the way, Sanson shared the sweetness with others. What have you been through and overcome can sustain others too. Would you but, but share the honey? We all need to be willing to share our life experiences to help each other and encourage one another. To help those who are in pain and struggling. You see, Samson was a judge of the people. Well, we are not. And keep this in mind too. When we help people with lions in their lives, we are not to judge them on how well they are or not taming the lions that was sent to them. The podcast is yours today. And I, I certainly hope that we all would be willing to, to tame lions as they enter our arena, as they enter into our life. With the proper training and knowledge of the will of God in His Word in the Bible, we can do such a thing. Having a prayer life will help us and open the doors because God wants to help you. He wants to encourage you. But again, to say that if you're a Christian, you'll never have a bump in the road, that's, that, that would be just a flat-out lie. Because that is a popular teaching in the world today. If you're a Christian, you'll never go without anything. You'll have plenty of money. Life will be just nothing but a box of chocolates. And that is not necessarily true. Because if it was true, the Apostle Paul was persecuted. Why didn't he have his box of chocolates? What about Peter, who thrown in prison? What about the other apostles who were really beaten? And tradition says, Fox Books of Martyrs says, all the apostles were executed for their belief in Jesus and teaching about Jesus except John. So for us to say and think, just because we're a Christian, we're going to have a life that is smooth as glass. And that's not true. There's going to be lions that come into our lives. There's going to be challenges that come into our lives. And we have to be able to take that lion on and be willing to let the Spirit of God empower us to overcome those lions. I certainly hope that, again today, that the podcast has touched your life. It, It will help you and encourage you to move closer to Christ and allow Him to use the lions in your life and help you show you how to tame them and to, and to remove them out of your life. If you need prayers and you want to make your prayer request known, uh, go to our webpage 
at biblicalquestion.com and go over to the contact page and send us an email of your prayer request. We will pray for you personally. We would love to put it up on the prayer request page so the 60 to 80 people that we get hits a week uh, can pray for you. If you're a prayer warrior, pray for people that you see around you who are struggling with their lions in their life. Maybe you can help them in some way. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate that you've taken time out of your day. Uh, make sure you do hit that like button and share us with your friends and family. We love some of the comments we we're getting. Uh, they've all been positive. We thank God for that and encouraging to us. And we hope that we and pray that we'll be able to continue to do this for many years to come. And with your prayers and your support, uh, we can do so. Again, thank you and may God have the glory.